feel like we may have overcommitted. We entirely overcommitted. <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Back Chat. I'm Amy. This is my wife, Maggie, and together、Hello. we are Thinker Thema. And first of all, I just want to say thank you to everybody who sent so much love and support while we were off the airwaves last week because、mm-hmm. I unfortunately, two and a half years later, came down with COVID. Yeah.、Um, we'd finally avoid, caught. Yeah. It finally caught up with me and it was brutal.、Mm-hmm. Um, it took me out for a complete week. I was in bed. I missed all of my、mm-hmm. work and, and, of course, all of our recording.、Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a pretty rough run of it. So make sure you're all Out there,、uh, staying safe, wearing your mask, and of course, getting vaccinated when you can.、Um, but yeah, we are back. And while I was、mm-hmm. sleeping, shall we say,、mm-hmm. um, some things arrived in the post, <laughs>、yeah. and we missed small talk. And normally, we've added in small talk、mm-hmm. a, a little、um, chat about this just in, so things that are hitting our mailbox. And、um, Well, a few things did, so let's talk about those. It kind of looks like we have gone like overboard and gotten a whole heap of different things. It's actually just two things. It's really just two things, but let's talk about the smaller thing first.、Mm. So,、um, the small, beautiful thing. So beautiful. This is Keystone North America has arrived. Which we're very, very excited about. Yeah, this is、um, the new game from Rose Gauntlet Games、mm-hmm. that we backed on Kickstarter. We backed the deluxe edition, surprise, surprise.、Um, and inside it is a beautiful playmat. Some、um, fun、uh, cardboard <laughs> noises. Yeah, the box fart. Look at that. Yeah,、um, look at that beautiful. Look at this beautiful playmat. Mat. It is、Ooh. absolutely gorgeous, but the whole game is looks so high quality.、I、haven't even punched it yet,、um, but it's about、um, building and synergizing different、uh, keystone environments. So different, looking for、um, native.、Uh, what's the word? I'm trying to think of animals, flora and fauna, fauna, fauna and flora. But that that suit that natural environment. Yes,、yeah, so、yeah. the ecosystem. That ecosystem.、Yes. That is the word I was looking for. I was distracted trying to very poorly、uh, wrap. Yeah, you did a terrible、frame. job. <laughs> I actually got a really good tip from my friend Jules from my board board game barbecue as he was like rolling the、uh, a neoprene mat. I was like, "Do you have any tips? Because that's one of the things that I always struggle with." And he was like, "Well, actually, all I do is just really start from the middle, like just just go very get that tight roll right in the middle, and then forget about the edges, and that works really well." I just don't have the.、Space. She wasn't listening, Jules. Well, no, I just don't have the the <laughs> real estate space to to do it here, but I I will.、I'm、so yeah, that's key. So we're hoping to get that. Played、um, very soon,、uh, but the other thing that came in the mail, if you can't see it surrounding us, is Oathsworn. So I got back to my office first day back after being sick, and、um, all of my team were like, "What is this giant set of boxes that has boxes been delivered?" Was it?、Uh, it was two, but they were extremely big boxes. And then I realized that actually it, they were like, "Oh." Did you go on a spending spree? There are lots of board games. I said no. That's just one board game. Outrageous. Now, Oathsworn is something that you would not expect from us because this is a cooperative experience. One of those immersive, strong narrative games where you are going to be battling things, finding things in the forest. And this is not at all our style of game.、Yeah. But and Maggie does not remember this. I legitimately. 
did not remember any conversations we had around this. I'm like a goldfish. Like I've got that goldfish memory. But to be fair, the game was meant to be delivered December 2020. Mm. Um, So obviously it is a couple of years late, which means we backed it even longer ago than that. So it must be we've been waiting for this for about three years or so. So it's not surprising that Maggie can't remember that because that's a long time. I feel like that was before my um, before my time, before my back chat time. It was. I think it was one of those where I wasn't really part of the Kickstarter stuff. Yeah. And I would say that this was purchased at peak Amy Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. So when I was really feeling the FOMO about not backing things that everybody was getting on board Mm -hmm. with. And at the time we were, you know, kind of exploring the hobby, trying different Mm -hmm. games. And this came along and it had a soundtrack that went with the game. And I thought, well, if there's any time we're going to go all in Mm. and try this like strong story driven narrative experience, then this looks like a fun way to do it because there are so many things here. So I did go all in with everything. And this is the most, one of the most expensive things I've ever backed, as well as the most sprawling. This is the, this is actually the game box. It is so heavy. Maggie, try and pick that up. That's just the main game box. Oh, so I imagine yeah, this is quite. what you would get if you just bought the core Jeez, that game. Is, that is quite it heavy. It is hefty. Yeah. So heavy. And then this whole box here, that's just terrain. That is the terrain that is, box. That is bigger than some of our bigger boxes. Yeah. And like then, that is probably as big as Perseverance and like Cerebra. And that and what is this? What's in that's here? That's just terrain. Just terrain. <laughs> that's just terrain. And here's a mystery box of things. So this is the mystery chest because in this game you'll be unlocking mystery boxes. Um, and here's another you love mystery, a mystery box. Like, I, I do. And a mystery event or like a surprise I thing. I love a secret. Or like a, yeah. um, and then there's this uh, tube of maps that says spoiler warning. So mm-hmm. there must be some giveaways in there. And then there's this armory. So this is to go with the miniatures. And what is this? Another secret box. You may open this box. Oh. Oh, well, that's kind of them. To well, it's not very a secret, secret if it's like, you may open it. This is a secret. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> so, well, that's not very secret. I'm um, going to give you my secret. <laughs> there's a beautiful um, book as well and some metal coins. So we've got all of the things here. It's very overwhelming. I think we might have to recruit some friends to play this one with us. Yes. Or maybe just you and I because otherwise we'll probably never get it played if we try and set up a regular group that, you know, you know, you do that with legacy well, games. You no one may group. ever see us again. We may never right. end up leaving this room. Uh, just play this game for the. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we'll stream it. Maybe we'll do something fun with this one because it's so out there for us. So it anyway, really is. it's probably going to be one of those streams where it's like ninety percent of the stream is just going. I have no idea what this is. Yeah, Can what is help? this? Can we refer to the rule book? <laughs> what have we done? Battle. What does battle mean? <laughs> yeah. um, How does one battle? <laughs> what is a battle? Anyway, I feel like we may have overcommitted. We entirely overcommitted. <laughs> but anyway, let's get into some back chat chat. Um, talking about some campaigns in the last fortnight. But first, we're just going to clean up this space. Well, now it's been half an hour later and we've removed all of Oathsworn from the table. <laughs> that is how long it took to just put everything away. There was a lot of pieces. I have no idea how they're going to fit on the shelf. But anyway, that's a later problem. Yeah. Right now, we're going to talk through some of our favorite campaigns from the last two weeks. Um, and this fortnight, it's only going to be a top six. So mm-hmm. prepare yourself for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's get straight into it with our number six, mm-hmm. which um, in fine form, Amy is back on the channel. And that means that there's going to be a Japanese card game. So our number six is a game called Good Night, Goodbye. 
good night and goodbye. Good night, yeah, goodbye. Good night, goodbye. Yeah. Good night, goodbye. And this is a game about um, a woman who wants to be alone. Can you relate to that? Entirely. As an introvert, this is like, this is the story of my life, really. <laughs> Except wow, when it comes to you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice little save. Um, so <laughs> this game that's very relatable to Maggie is about this woman who wants to be alone. And what's interesting about this card game is it's a game that's all about bluffing. So in this game, there are actually only three types of cards that are beautifully illustrated um, in that very Japanese kind of anime mm, style. It is gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And the three types of cards are wind, sea, and night. And all that's going to happen in this game is the first player, and the first player is determined by the loneliest person of the group. That is such a Japanese it's a very like, Japanese thing to like yeah <laughs> um, the loneliest person in the group is going to select a card from their hand and play it down in front of them and declare what suit that card is so I might say this is definitely a, a wind card mm-hmm. and then everybody gets to discuss have a conversation about whether they think the person playing the lead suit is lying or not and then one by one they get to add a card face down and declare what they are adding to the pile and at the end of all players doing that uh, you're going to reveal the cards all at once and then the scoring is conditional on what appears in the group's collection Mm. of cards so for example um, if there are I think if there's exactly one knight card then the person who played the knight card gets two points but if there's more than one knight card then all of the knight card players get zero points and the other players get points. Mm -hmm. And so there's lots of little interactions between the different types of cards that mean that, um, you know, different people and playing cards are going to get points along the way. So I'm interested to know how that dynamic plays out. I, According to the campaign, this uh, game was launched at uh, a version of Tokyo Game Market, which is a con in Japan that we have been able to get to, which is amazing. Very hard to understand because, of course, everything's in Japan. Japanese there's not my, a lot of English speaking. No, my Japanese yeah. is very limited, enough to ask if there's an English rule book and that's about it. Um, so when they say no, it's and like, for them okay, to very great. politely be like, no. Yeah, no, there isn't. <laughs> no. Um, so this game apparently sold out and so now it's become available um, and it's also available shipping all around the world, which is pretty exciting. Um, for me, just for us, bluffing style games, not yeah, Maggie's I, thing. I just really feel, I get so anxious when it comes to like, oh, you know, either um, I have to bluff and kind of tell a lie and make it look like I'm not telling a lie or the other case and where it's the like way you play the game. Yes. Or the other, cause the other, the other way is also stressful going, I'm telling the truth. But then if I'm telling the truth, sometimes you don't, you want people to think that you're bluffing. And it's like, there's just too many layers. Too of many layers like, of stress for uh, you. Yeah. Uh, this game reminds me a little bit of cockroach poker in mm-hmm. that, you know, yeah. you're trying to oh convince people of that what so that stressful. card is. That game is so stressful. <laughs> it is stressful. Fun if you like stress, but yeah. like so hilarious. Yeah. Um, so uh, go and check that out if it sounds of interest to you. I think getting it delivered to Australia ends up being around $40, which is quite a lot for a card game. So I'm a bit on the fence about whether to back it. I do have a growing collection of Japanese games that don't get to the table very often but are super cute and I like collecting them but I need to be strong fiscally responsible people Mm -hmm. Um, so that is our number six good night goodbye 
Our number five is a game called Colossus, which is by Alone Editions, who do a lot of really awesome small box uh, solo games. Now, this is the same designer as uh, The Road, which I loved, which we covered here and I absolutely loved. And the Spirit, um, the Spirit of Eden, which is actually the, the spiritual predecessor to this game. And it kind of takes place in the same world to the point where you can actually combine the two. But in Colossus, we are taking the role of this warrior, um, trying to take down this Colossus Og. So they're, they're spelling it as O-G, Og. And I was like, does that mean ogre? Does that mean, it's really just like this massive kind of monster, almost like a stone, uh, monster. Pardon my, uh, fantasy ignorance <laughs> here. It's like bad fantasy literacy, uh, over here. But yeah, you're essentially trying to take down this massive, um, Og. And the way you're going to do it is you're, you're trying to climb up the Og. And then when you get to the absolute top, you're going to be able to deal the final blow. So the way it actually plays mechanically, this is actually going to be a deck building game. It's a solo game. And the way it plays is you've got your card of your warrior or your, your hero. And then you have these two cards on the sides, which I actually quite like as the trackers. So you can kind of track, um, on the one side, you're tracking how much, uh, you're weakening the, uh, your opponent or the og. And then on the right, you are tracking your grip because you want to make sure that you're holding on to, <laughs> to the og. Otherwise, if you, if that grip goes all the way to the bottom, you immediately lose the game. So that's one way of like you start sort of tracking and then you're going to have a deck um, of cards where you're going to have to be uh, melding. So so playing cards and uh, overlapping cards. The interesting thing with this one is they always have to be played vertically and you always have to overlap at least uh, two of the, the icons or medallions. Once you've played your, it's usually like four cards in total. You're going to compare that. That's going to be your stats and all the different symbols kind of indicate different stats. You're going to compare that to the card representing the OGS stats. And so for any, um, any of the different areas that you're higher, uh, it means that you kind of defeated and then you get either a benefit of um, either weakening the OG or uh, increasing your, your grip um, or <clears throat> climbing further as well, climbing up the, um, up the OG uh, or the, the other one is getting advanced cards. So this is this, that's actually the, the, the deck building element. Mm. So as you're getting those advanced cards, they're being added to the deck. And as you're kind of moving through the deck, it's one of those, you know, as soon as you reach the bottom, uh, you're going to have to, there's no set number of times that you mm. need to go through it. But obviously, if you go through it too many times, you're going to be disadvantaged because there's like a penalty um, that happens every time you go through. And then when you eventually hit the very top of the, or reach the, the, the top of the oak, that's when you're going to be able to deal the final blow. You turn over the, your, um, I don't know if you turn over, you have like your, your kind of hero, um, card gets replaced by the final blow card. Um, and then that's going to indicate essentially what the, the state of the, the final battle is going to be. So it's got set requirements that you need to be able to meet with your final deck that you've constructed, but also it'll indicate how many cards you're allowed to, to use for that final blow. Hmm. So overall, I think all the, all the games that I've played from this designer have been so clever and they yeah. always feel so kind of, um, so unique and so uh, creative in the way that mechanically it's uh, it's implemented. It's yeah. not. It's like it's not a very thematic experience. They're very abstract they are very sort of abstract. experiences. Oh, but, I found the road fairly thematic. Oh, yeah, the road. Yeah, I yeah. would agree. Yeah. Spirit of Eden is more abstract. This one again looks like a more abstract design. Mm. Um, I, I found it really cool that you're adding the special, special, more powerful cards, mm. and those cards have more of one symbol on them, which makes it easier to achieve. Mm. Uh, 
our particular objective in the game. And so you start to stack your deck and, but you've got to earn those cards. And I think that's just really interesting and fun because it's a tension of like, well, how fast are you attacking versus Mm. how fast are you building up your deck? Yeah. Which of your stats are you going to be like prioritizing? The other thing is some of the cards have that minus. So negative points on them that will actually bring your, that stat even lower. So I feel like that'll add to the crunchiness and the, oh no, yeah. of the, yeah, of the whole experience. Yeah. So, and I think- so at first we were like, oh, yeah. maybe this game is a little too abstract because mostly Maggie will be playing it solo, of course, and, mm-hmm. and you are less fond of abstract games. Mm-hmm. But at this point, anything alone additions is really an instant yeah. back for us. So we have backed this game. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, uh, you know, going to be a unique experience, if anything else. And I'm actually quite curious of mixing it with the spirit of Eden because mm. you actually end up, uh, uh, having the two games in a way sort of side by side and it mixes the story in the sense that you're protecting uh, Eden from uh, the the threat, the different invaders at the same time as trying to like climb and um, defeat the yeah. Og. So I think, yeah, that'll be an interesting thing. Too. There's also some promo cards that you can grab for Spirit mm-hmm. of Eden as part of the campaign and all up it's around uh, with those cards because we have backed, I think it was around mm-hmm. 37 Australian dollars delivered, um, which is not too bad for these games that are typically a little bit hard to get mm-hmm. um, after the fact. So uh, that is our number five, Colossus. Our number four is a game called Isle of Trains All Aboard. Now, this game is actually an older game that used to be a very small box card game. It still is a small box game, but they're now including the all aboard element, which is introducing passengers into the game and these very cute little wooden so meeples. Cute, yeah. <laughs> they're pretty, yeah. I, I quite like those. Which is, uh, they're silk screened if you get the deluxe edition. But what are you doing in this game? It's all about multi-use cards. So you will have a hand of cards in this game. And what you're trying to do over the course of the game is um, engine building literally your uh, <laughs> engine, which is your train. Um, you're going to be wanting to upgrade the engine of your train so that you can pull more cargo. And then you have cargo cards that have a limit of the Um, amount of cargo that they can carry. And what you're trying to do is ultimately deliver, even though you're not moving your train around, Mm -hmm. uh, deliver to different locations on the board that require different types of cargo, as well as different types of passengers Mm -hmm. now as well. And this game is, uh, what's most interesting about this game, I think, is that multi-use card element, because you have to pay for the parts that you're building in your train with other cards. And so we've seen that in other games before, Mm -hmm. but that creates the tension of, well, what do you want to keep and, you know, maybe build in the future yeah. versus what are you willing to get rid of to, to build up, you know, the basic train that you really need to get going and start delivering things. Um, the other interesting component about this game is the level of interaction between players because you also can ship cargo on um, a different player's train. Mm. So if you want to load up their train with cargo, you can do that. And that's going to unlock a a particular benefit or give you a one-off benefit that you can leverage. However, of course, that means that your opponent is going to have more cargo that they can deliver. Mm. So you're kind of giving them a bit of a benefit. So you have to weigh that up carefully about when and how you want to do that. I thought this game sounded really interesting. I would definitely like to give it a go. I really like the idea of like upgrading your train Mm. and that tension of the hand management with the cards. Um, I just worry a little bit about longevity at our table. Mm. Uh, It is like a, a smaller box 
box experience. But having said that, it's fairly cheap as well. Um, so it is priced accordingly to be、mm-hmm. a small box game. Yeah.、Um, but I'm not sure if if I was going to the trouble of setting up the map and like、mm. having the trains and everything, whether I would just get out a game with a board. So it sits in a kind of weird space、yeah. for us.、Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, trains are you know. We haven't really played many train games. We dabble, so dabble, but it's not like you know, like there's some people that just really resonate with、yeah. train themes. I really do love the artwork.、Um, yeah. So they've redone all、yeah. of the artwork, and I really think it looks、um, super cool.、Yeah. I would love to give it a go, but I'm not sure we're backing it at this stage.、Mm. Um, but that is our number four, Isle of Trains, All Aboard. Our number three is a game called Sunshine City. Now, this is designed by Peter Haywood, who also did at that time you killed me, which is that、uh, past, present, future kind of triple layered chess-like、mm-hmm. game. Fellow Australian as well. Fellow Australian doesn't、yes. live in Australia anymore, but、no. we won't hold that against him. No, <laughs> correct. And so, in Sunshine City, this is actually a print and play, and also a roll and write. So the the this actually is meant to be、um, in a solar punk, which is my favorite theme. Your favorite my, theme. But, but to be fair, it's like it's like so. Is it really solar punk? Like what I like about solar punk is when you kind of see all the kind of wacky um uh <clears throat> inventions and how they've kind of integrated with with nature. Here, really, you're just trying to um evolve your city or be the first one, first player to evolve your city from a fossil fuel guzzling、uh, economy to a Solar-powered、um, uh, economy. So, what you're going to be doing is you once you print it and、um, start to play it, which is probably the biggest obstacle for us. We're not very good at printing play, print and place. However, this one, I'm thinking, oh, this is probably something that we can play on a tablet.、Mm. We've never really tried to play print and play plays on like a digital sort of tablet.、Mm. But what you're going to be doing is every player has their city, and it's sort of it's a little bit of a rondel, Amy.、Mm. You love rondels, so you're going to have、rondel. yeah. So you're going to have you're going to need two dice, two d sixes,、um, as you roll. Them, you're going to have three different sort of worker types, and each one of them will work in a different level of each one of your kind of areas of your city. So one of them is going to be like the builder, so works on the buildings. The other one's going to work on the lobbying parts, and the other one's going to be working on like the inventions, I believe they're called. And so when you roll your two、um, dice, you're 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 going to be able to move one one of your workers with one. Number of spaces of the you know the lowest、um, number rolled, and the, another one of the workers the other、uh, number rolled, and then that will determine the area where you land, which will give you、uh, resources to spend. So every area has a different resource, and all those resources are going to be needed to cross off in different areas, either the buildings, the、uh, inventions, or the lobby. And it's one of those games where you're constantly going to try to be figuring out as soon as I unlock or completely build this thing, is going to give me this other ability.、Combo. It's super combo, and so then you know you start. It, it sort of over time it becomes more powerful because you're going to be producing more、um, resources wherever you land, and you're going to、uh, be able to kind of unlock more things. And again, so it's whoever ends up unlock, fully unlocking,、uh, I believe it's the seven、um, areas first will win the game. One of the other cool things with this game is you have combinations of of、um, of cities that you can do, and they've got the infinite generator, where it's a it's a piece of software essentially,、mm-hmm. where you're going to be able to kind of create what.、Um, Thousands and thousands of different combinations of what your map could look like, and then be able to yeah print it or, or download it. So print and play that keeps on giving. It really is. So <laughs> that's you know that's kind of cool as well. Yeah, 
I mean, obviously, the advantage of print and play is no shipping costs, and they've got a yes. very cute, cheeky table um, in there that shows zeroing out all yeah. of the zero, 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 <laughs> zero, no matter zero, where zero you're ordering it from. Yeah, shipping costs. Yeah, obviously, a much greener, which is actually you know very in line with the theme of of the game. It has a lot of. It's got several solo modes, and I believe more are being unlocked as um, different milestones are being reached. So that's great because it means that you know if Amy's not feeling up to it, maybe I can go away with mm. uh, with with my tablet and. Uh, have but a bit of a play. But. We haven't backed it yet because we need to overcome the barrier of general laziness. Um, so of we'll the printing of the, of printing, the printing element or the downloading. Yeah. And then I've got. I still have. I think I went through a bit of a, a phase of like, oh, maybe I'll get into print and play. And I I got like maybe five different print and play games. They're all sitting on my laptop. Every time I open my laptop and I look at my downloads, they're all sitting there staring at me, shaming me, yeah. going, yeah. This, you are I mean, this we, we don't have any time person. for the physical games that we're tripping over, so um, it's yeah, very fair. hard. Yeah. Um, but that is our number three. Go and check that out. It's Sunshine City. Our number two is an expansion for a game called Mini Express. Second train game on the list. Can you believe? It's a train sort of week. It is a train week. There's a lot of train games around mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, but Mini Express is a game that was actually the sequel or follow up to a game called Mini Rails. And this is kind of that train cube based system that I know nothing about. Um, but I am intrigued about Mini Express because it seems to distill some of the ideas of the 18xx genre down into a smaller sub one hour kind of experience that I feel like would be an easier entry point for us um, in the 18xx world. Um, but this one's quite interesting because the thing about it is the actions that you have available to you on your turn are really just one of two things. You can either lay more track, and in this case, there's no track pieces per se. You're simply adding um, additional little train pieces mm-hmm. to the end of a line to extend out to a city. Um, so that's one option that you have. The other option that you have is to get shares or stock mm-hmm. in the different rail companies. I believe there's four companies in this game. And the tension of those two things is that when you add more track, you're obviously creating value um, for that particular company. Um, but it means that the um, share price for the subsequent players becomes cheaper Whereas if you want to take shares in the company, it's going to impact on your influence level. Um, so you'll be moving down on this influence tracker, which ultimately says um, how much your shares are going to be worth. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of like push and pull yeah. tensions, a classic um, economic kind of conundrum that you have <laughs> in this game. Um, and I, I'm really intrigued to try it just because of that simplicity and the fact that this game is extremely highly interactive because of that fact. So mm-hmm. it's constantly just pushing and pulling these levers and trying to ultimately be the person who has the most money or wealth in the game, mm-hmm. even though in this game there's no fiddliness of having to deal with actually mm-hmm. exchanging money and shares and that type of thing. So it's mm-hmm. kind of distilling a lot of ideas about train game down to one little game um in this that's the base game um in this uh, campaign there are four new maps and i think two of them are particularly interesting because uh, one is great britain and that's been designed by tony boydell who that name might sound familiar he is the designer of snowdonia mm-hmm. 
a game, a train game in our collection (laughs) that we absolutely adore. Um, And then there is the Japan map, and that's being um, designed by Hisashi Hiyashi, who is the designer of Yokohama, Mm. um, which, again, is another incredible game that's in our collection as well. Um, So, you know, I'm just intrigued to see how they took the concept of this Mm. game and then created a map to extend and create a new type of experience. Like, for example, the Great Britain map, I think, has a lot more positive player interaction in it. Um, so I just, I'm intrigued to see what that would bring. Um, there's also a new Spain map and a Taiwan map as well. So, um, very interesting, um, way of like extending this game and making it something mm. new. Uh, I'm intrigued to try it. I haven't yet backed it, but I do think it's quite good value because I think it's around $79 to go all in with the base game and addition, all the new, um, expansions. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also, if you really want to try out mini rails as well, um, you can get that in there and I think it's all up it's about a hundred dollars which seems like a lot of um game for Mm. for a hundred dollars so I think it does represent good value I'm just for us again train games Mm. I really want to sit down and like have a go of that base game I think before we um over commit and go all in even though that is very tempting at that price Mm. um yeah but I kind of I don't know. I, I found it quite intriguing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think what's interesting is there's some very um, mixed reviews. People either love this series mm-hmm. of games or they feel like there's a bit of a, um, like your turn is quite obvious because mm. the player before you, depending on what their action is, there's always like a clear next action for you to right. take. Like if a share price goes down and obviously mm. you should buy and then okay. it kind of plays itself out a little bit. So that's one of the reasons why I want to give it a go um, before we yeah. overcommit. Um, but that is our number two, which is very intriguing to me mechanically, um, Mini Express. And our number one campaign for this fortnight is Moon. Now, Moon may look familiar in terms of the uh, the box and the way it looks because it's by the same designer of a couple of other games that come in the exact same shape. Uh, one is Villagers and the other one is Street. Now, we've quite enjoyed oh, both of those games. we love both of those yeah. games. They yeah. are fabulous. And I love the, the box, the unique box shape, although it's like a little annoying to put on your shelf. But um, it has like so much packed into those yes. boxes and the deluxe component. a little bit too much packed to the yeah, point where you're like, oh, it can be tricky to like to close it. And the illustrations yeah, the of illustrations these games are, quite are just, and kind of cool. yeah, perfect. Yeah. yeah. And so in Moon, uh, it's uh, you are trying to build the most popular base in, well, spoiler alert, uh, the moon. And hopefully, if you if you manage to accomplish that, then that's probably going to become the capital. So you get to be the founder of the capital of the moon, which is uh, pretty cool. The way it works is going to be a pick and pass or kind of drafting type game where we're going to have cards, we'll kind of pick one. Uh, that's going to be the one that we're going to essentially going to be building our own little sort of tableau or like our base, which is all the, all the cards that you're going to be placing down, all our infrastructure. Um, and so as you're building those things the the those cards are going to allow you to do things like produce resources which you're going to need to be able to build some of the other cards uh, kind of like in uh, it's a wonderful um, world mm-hmm. and it's a wonderful kingdom you can trash cards to get the to, to use as the, the resource to, to do some of those buildings the other thing is that depending on the, t- the type of, uh, of infrastructure or building some of them are about producing resources some of them about scoring conditions and some of them are, are these flags 
which are really just almost like the prerequisite that you need to build some of the other um, kind of more advanced structures, which also reminds me of villagers. Remember in, in villagers, you often have the, you know, before you can put this one down, you need to have mm-hmm. this other one down. So, mm-hmm. so it kind of makes me think of a, a combo of those, yes. of those two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aside from that, it's very much a, this sort of all these different ways of, of, of gaining points, um, which is really that those hearts are popularity. Um, mm. to, yeah. And I, popular one, yeah. I really like that you're able to use your opponent's cards as well. Oh, yeah. The little rovers. The other, yes, you've got these little <laughs> rovers. Oh, how could I forget the rovers? So you have these little rovers that allow you to, you know, ro- is, that, is that what you'd call it? Rove away? Go roving? <laughs> yeah. Go rove? Yeah. Go it's rove. It's go rove. <laughs> yeah. So go go and place um, your little rover on another player's uh, card and get to benefit from that. But once you do that, you lose that rover. Mm. Like now it belongs to them until they you know decide to use it and lose it and go roving yeah exactly (laughs) rove if you want to yeah there you go so i did it i did that you did um so this game is um obviously one that we definitely want to pick up for our collection um because we have the other two and i just really adore these big games and small packages i just Mm -hmm. really like all the finishes on these games i particularly like while space as you know is not our favorite context or setting Mm -hmm. i actually really love the illustrations um in moon i think they're very quirky but it reminds me so much of uh of villagers so Mm -hmm. it's kind of like this is a hundred years in the future so it's like it's this is the same group of people well not the exact same group of people but the descendants (laughs) i guess (laughs) who are now going to technology has evolved and it is the same back in there yeah yeah. um the villagers (laughs) cracked it they cracked the code but with this game um it is really expensive there's no um you know Mm. shirking around that Mm. it the um deluxe edition which of course most people will want to pick up um is a 70 dollars australian and then on top of that i think that shipping is around 30 dollars on top of that so you're looking Mm. at a hundred dollars just to get in on that level but then there's a level above that which is super painful to see that there is one that has all of the wooden components and if Mm. you remember the game uh streets mm. there were all those amazing wooden yeah. money components yes. and i love their little wooden components that they yeah. have in and these the games people the people in streets were also pretty cool the different yeah. like the parents and the tourists and the, i like... know but but to get in at that level <laughs> of moon it's over a hundred australian dollars mm, which is a, a steep ask mm. for a small box game yeah. and so you really do need to be a fan of this series and mm. we are a fan of this series um but you know having to think very carefully about whether we try and pick this up eventually yeah. and hopefully, hopefully can find one of those deluxe editions out in the wild. Mm. Um, just with the shipping costs, it makes it quite um, untenable for a small mm. box game, unfortunately. Yeah. But if you're in a more convenient location for shipping mm. and you're a fan of this series, go and check that out. That is our number one moon. So that's it for us this week uh, in terms of campaigns. I hope wherever you are, you are having a very happy Monday. Uh, we have some travel coming up and mm. what that means for you is a slight change in the format of our videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're heading over to Gen Con. We're super excited about it. We don't have anything formal plans like panels or no. meetups or anything, but if you see us wandering around the halls, which is mostly what we'll be doing mm. and trying to find some games to play, um, come over and say hi. We would love to meet you yes. um, and have a chat about 
uh, games and whatever mm, else is going yeah. on around us. I feel like it's going to be a really busy time. Yeah. Um, but for a little while, we are going to be in the US. So the next few videos that you might see from us are probably going to revert back to that travel vlog yes. style. Yeah. We'll try and capture what we're doing and who we're seeing and who we're playing games with and, um, you know, continue with the content here mm. on the channel. Thank you again for all of the love that you sent me while I was sick. I mm. really, really appreciated that. It yeah. was so heartwarming yeah. to me. So thank you so much. And I hope wherever you are, you're having a great week and we'll be back with more content soon. But bye for now. Bye.